This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Lucky Land Casino, asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. It's time for today's Lucky Land Horoscope with Victoria Cash. Life's gotten mundane, so shake up the daily routine and be adventurous with a trip to Lucky Land. You know what they say, your chance to win starts with a spin. So go to LuckyLandSlots.com to play over 100 social casino-style games for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Get lucky today at LuckyLandSlots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. Live Mike. Pittsburgh Steeler fans, it is time once again for another edition of the Live Mike Podcast. My name is Michael Beck, your host and deputy editor of BehindTheSteelCurtain.com. Today we are hanging out with you, breaking down the Steelers' outside linebacker position because I believe that spot is the one that holds the key to the Pittsburgh Steelers' success in the 2021 regular season and beyond. This position for the Pittsburgh Steelers not only holds the team's best player, but it also features a a player that is taking on a brand new role and uh, taking a spot of prominence for this team. On top of that, there's some depth concerns that we will get into as this podcast goes along, but when we look at the spot as a whole to kick things off, really one of the things that we've learned about uh, Keith Butler's defense is they run a lot of their systems to get TJ Watt and previously Bud Dupree in situations where they were one-on-one or just really in very good positions for uh, the outside linebackers to be getting home to the quarterback and just racking up some serious sack numbers. When teams try to hold them down, that's when the the guys on the interior would run wild, those being Cam Hayward, uh, Stefan Tuitt, formerly Javon Hargrave, now Tyson Alualu. Those guys in the middle, when they try to overcompensate to stop the outside linebackers, guys in the middle 
really did some damage. So really, you see teams just tried to uh, pick their poison and let the guys that are furthest away from the quarterback uh, try to uh, get home rather than letting the guys in the interior have those one-on-one matchups. So what we've seen in uh, recent years is the outside linebackers having some pretty, uh, pretty nice matchups for them. TJ Watt, specifically, if we're going to look at him first... This is going to be a huge season for the youngest Watt brother. This year, uh, if there ever was one, I would say is his kind of golden chance to win that first Defensive Player of the Year award. Um, the hype is going to be there. Uh, he's been climbing up the, uh, the, those uh, rankings year by year. I, I think we've kind of learned, though, as Steeler fans, despite the crazy numbers he's put up the last two seasons, he's going to have to do something even bigger than that to take the award away from an Aaron Donald or whoever across the NFL. TJ Watt needs to do something ridiculous. And if he's healthy, I could absolutely see him do that. I I honestly kind of project him in a 17-game regular season to finally be the one to break James Harrison's single-season sack record. Of course, that was 16 back in 2008 when Harrison set that mark. Of course, he did win Defensive Player of the Year himself. That's what T.J. Watt's really going to have to do uh, if he wants to hoist the award. I I think he's got to surpass 16 sacks. Heck, I think he's going to surpass a sack per game and flirt around that 20-sack mark if he's actually going to uh, take home the hardware. Uh, He's been snubbed a couple years uh, in a row, but... T.J. Watt obviously is in the mind of voters, so it really is one of those situations where he will be kind of viewed in that conversation entering the season. It's what he does within the season that uh, is going to help him uh, with any type of individual award. But T.J. Watt as ever, is going to be his usual dominant self. Uh, he still has the guys around him that are going to let him be successful and really just be that uh, that menace when it comes to uh, pressuring the quarterback. He is going to be the guy. We know this already. We know how, how talented he is. I guess the really the only question that surrounds T.J. Watt uh, this season is whether or not the Steelers get his contract extension done before the regular season starts or before uh, next free agency period there's no way he's going anywhere at the very least if the Steelers can't work out a deal they'll slap the franchise tag on him and continue to work on a deal uh, throughout the the next year really so TJ Watt we know what we're going to get from him Uh, he's the guy that we can quite easily spend the least amount of time on here today because he is that force on that on this team Uh, he's a leader and he's someone that's uh, really kind of lined up nicely to take that that next step and really push himself into the upper echelon of the NFL's elite here in 2021. It will be an exciting year to watch number 90 on the Steelers defense. Across from him, replacing Bud Dupree is one young Alex Highsmith. This is going to be one of the biggest question marks across this entire Pittsburgh Steelers team, which we know has a lot of question marks as it is entering the season. But What Highsmith can do uh, after a full season in the Steelers system, uh, after kind of being that third edge rusher for the Steelers, now he is the guy. Um, He is going to be playing... uh close to 100% of the snaps. Uh, He'll be 
virtually taken off special teams, much like how T.J. Watt was in his second year. Uh, I, to be honest with you, I'd be surprised if we saw Highsmith on any of the special teams units unless it was absolutely necessary. So he he is just going to be a, that, that guy on the edge. Um, for Alex Highsmith, however, uh, his success is really going to come down to uh, how successful really he could be in the uh, rushing attack that was kind of his biggest weakness in year one of course he was kind of a pass rushing specialist in college uh, something he was renowned for I do believe in his uh, his final year in the NCAA he was uh, second in the nation in sacks for his uh, what Charlotte University uh, 49ers uh, he he was a, a guy that was always able to uh, put pressure on the quarterback he didn't have big time flashy sack numbers in 2020 um, I, I think a lot of that has to do with uh, the limited snaps before Bud Dupree tore his ACL uh, after that he, he did pretty well for himself of course he's still a rookie uh, in that season so it was it was kind of a not fair to put too much pressure on the youngster, but this year he needs to have a, a pretty significant season to uh, limit the impact of the loss of uh, Bud Dupree. I, I I think it's a little underrated to say, but I, I think we'll still feel that loss. Uh, Bud Dupree, he just developed into such an amazing all-around pass rusher on the Steelers and just complemented the rest of the defense so nicely. Uh, whether he was chasing down runs from behind or getting the quarterback himself, Bud Dupree really uh, started to click these past two seasons uh, with the Pittsburgh Steelers. So I, I don't think Highsmith will perform quite to the level um, that we saw Bud Dupree achieve uh, really those last two seasons. Those were borderline elite uh, edge rushing seasons. So I don't think it'd be reasonable to expect that from Alex Highsmith. But uh, I think he will uh, definitely build off what he did last year and have a, a solid little campaign for himself in 2021. Alex Highsmith, I think it's also worth noting that uh, he looks to be in incredible shape uh, to start off this uh, organized team activities period. In some uh, a couple photos we saw of Alex Highsmith, uh, he, he he noticeably looks bigger, more muscular. That is, he he looks like he's uh, really committed himself to getting in the best shape of his life, uh, and. In interviews, he said he's gained uh, upwards of four pounds. Really, it could definitely be more than that. Uh, I believe in his uh, his combine weigh-in, he was somewhere around the mid-240s mark, and now he's weighing in uh, closer to the mid-250s. So I, I think over the course of a year and a half, I'd say he's gained about 10 pounds, if, uh, if I'm just kind of projecting everything correctly here. But uh, according to Alex Highsmith from his time at OTAs last year to now, just a, about a five-pound swing, but he, he noticeably looks to be in better shape. Uh, if he can uh, figure out uh, to be a, a better uh, defender against the run, He's only going to be better for it. Uh, once again, thankfully for him, though, he is going to be on a defense that really just allows their edge rushers to be be successful. Um, it, it's the, the strength of this team is the defensive line and how they're able to suck up blocks. They'll have Devin Bush back to to do his thing in coverage. Uh, once again, 
Vince Williams is reclaiming his spot at middle linebacker with Robert Splain uh, behind those two. So the Steelers' front seven is in really good shape uh, and, and really are going to allow a guy like Alex Highsmith to be as, as successful as he possibly could be uh, in the position that he's in. He's set up very well, but he's going to have to perform. Uh, if he could have a 10-sack season, that would be absolutely incredible in my books. Uh, I, I think that would be kind of a, a top-of-the-line projection for a guy like Alex Highsmith. Uh, I'm, I'm not necessarily banking on it, believe me. Um, that's kind of the ceiling I foresee for this youngster. I could see him right around like the 7.5, 8-sack total. Uh, but really his season is going to come down to what he can do uh, up against the run if he doesn't get pushed around and really kind of establish himself as a force. We know it took Bud Dupree about four, four-ish years to really get it everything to click and he had a first round pedigree. Uh, Alex Highsmith of, of course what uh, a third round pick. So it, it might take him marginally longer but I think he will have a a better year two than even Bud Dupree did uh, way back. What well, I, I guess that would have been 2016 uh, when Bud Dupree was having his second season. So, looking at this, at the two starters, I, I think we clearly see T.J. Watt is poised to be one of the best players in the in the entire NFL. Alex Highsmith, sure, there's some question marks behind him, but he could have a, an outstanding little season for himself just based on being in such a perfect system for any edge rusher to be in. Uh, he's gonna he's gonna get a ton of one-on-one matchups. He he may never face a double team the entire season considering what's around him. Alex Highsmith is uh, is due for a big year. Uh, if he doesn't have one, that could be a bit of a concern, and the Steelers might start to, to look outside the organization next offseason. Uh, just based on how much talent is around him, uh, it, it really is... I know it's just year two, but it kind of feels borderline make or break. I know the Steelers were patient with Bud Dupree. Alex Highsmith is in a very good spot to be successful. If he has stats that match what he did as a rookie, say just two sacks, that that could put, sound some alarms. He needs to have a, a pretty decent pretty decent year for himself to uh, hold on to that spot, but boy, the Steelers sure made it easy for him to have a good season. The second half of this podcast, after we uh, jump out of this next break, is going to look at uh, the guys behind those two uh, starting edge rushers and why I think the guys behind the starters are one of the kind of primary reasons to be worried about the Pittsburgh Steelers. All this and more uh, in the second half of the live mic. Just hang tight and I'll be back in just a moment. It's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline.
Bueller fans. It is time for the second half of the Live Mike podcast. Once again, my name is Michael Beck. And once again, still your deputy editor of BehindTheSteelCurtain.com. Today, we are looking at uh, the outside linebacker position. The first half of the show, for a quick reminder, broke down TJ Watt. He's going to be great. We know this. And Alex Highsmith, who's set up to have a phenomenal uh, sophomore season in the NFL. But beyond them, this is one of my biggest worries for the Pittsburgh Steelers. Uh, it is your outside linebacker number three being Cassius Marsh, uh, and then your outside linebacker number four spot, by by all means, it should be six-round pick Quincy Roche uh, out of Miami and Temple before that. Uh, just a, a quick note, though, before I, I get into why I'm so worried about uh, the backups this spot. Uh, one of the big reasons why I, I place Roche as the outside linebacker number four is once again, he's a six-round pick. Historically, Mike Tomlin coached teams. If you're a fifth-round pick or later, unless there's a significant injury, you are not playing as a rookie. That's just the way it goes down. Uh, at best, you, you're you're a backup that doesn't see significant snaps. Yeah, You might play some special teams, but... Just the way this team operates, um, sure, we're going to see a lot of rookies make an impact this year, but to say a six-round pick is going to uh, be hand handcrafted, hand-gifted uh, a, a spot that's going to see a significant number of snaps, it, it just isn't going to happen. That That's just not how this team works. Quincy Roche would have to come in and be absolutely phenomenal and have the, the preseason of his life. Heck, we saw Tuzar Skipper have five sacks in four preseason season games and he was cut so that that should go that should really tell you all, all you need to know about uh, how the Steelers kind of uh, view their undrafted guys and their late round picks hey the the, the deck is stacked completely against a guy like Roche uh, climbing the depth chart anything further past that fourth linebacker spot that's just the way it is with the Pittsburgh Steelers so don't hold your breath on him uh, being the third guy and, and being outstanding here's where the problem lays with the the Steelers outside linebacker position though TJ Watt specifically is an extreme effort pass rusher. What that means, he is giving 100% effort on every single play. Guys like that are outstanding. They're exactly what you want to have on the field. But someone who is giving 100% all his gusto on every single snap cannot play 100% of the snaps in an NFL game and be as as successful as he is in the first quarter as he is in the fourth quarter. If the Steelers need TJ Watt to play 100% of the snaps, he will fade in the fourth quarter of games. That's just the nature of the way he plays the game. He's a smart guy. I'm fairly certain he's the one that takes himself out for series. We know this. We've watched TJ Watt for, what, four seasons now, and he doesn't play 100% of the snaps in all games, and it's not from injury. It is because uh, he just physically cannot do it. Uh, if he's dog-tired... He's, he's not helping the cause at all. It's one of the reasons why he's so successful. He knows his body. He's able to check out for a number of snaps before uh, putting himself back in the game and continuing his dominant streak. Uh, last year, was Alex Highsmith. Uh, 
the Steelers have always had some sort of successful backup, uh, and, and we saw what happened when they didn't. When they have a Anthony Ciccolo as their uh, their top guy, I would argue the Steelers outside linebacker three Cassius Marsh right now. He's to be like not to completely trash this guy, but there's no way around it. He is he's not a very good outside linebacker. He's really good at pass rushing the quarterback. That's his best attribute. Uh, but the problem is he's arguably the worst uh, outside linebacker when it comes to defending the run. He's undersized. Uh, he's got a great speed rush, but when an offensive lineman attacks him, he's getting put on roller skates, and we saw it in that Cleveland Browns playoff game after Highsmith got a uh, ankle sprain and left the game. Nick Chubb and the Browns just targeted Cassius Marsh, located where he was in the field, and just ran the ball down his throat over and over and over. See, a guy like Marsh is great to have as your fourth outside linebacker when it's third and 18. You let him go out on the field and just charge the quarterback, and he might get him. Cassius Marsh has a bunch of career sacks. Uh, like, uh, There's a reason why he's been in the NFL for so long. It's because he can get to the quarterback. The thing is, if you need him to play on running downs, your team is going to get slaughtered. This is why he's played for eight teams in, what, seven seasons. He, he just can't figure out that part of his game. He's a good special teamer. He gets home to the quarterback, but he cannot defend the run for the life of him. And for as long as he's been in the league... He, you know there's no way he's going to develop that game in one offseason, that part of his game, rather. He hasn't been able to do it thus far, and he knows that's the weakness of his game. It, it's just not going to happen. And right now, that is your Pittsburgh Steelers outside linebacker three, and with two guys that are, by all means, are effort guys, they're going to miss some snaps just to uh, try to get their uh, get their energy levels back to what it needs to be to, to be successful for Watt and Highsmith. So when Cassius Marsh is on the field, teams are just going to abuse the Pittsburgh Steelers. Uh, they're going to find him on the field, uh, they're going to run the ball at him, and then they're going to rip off 20-yard, 30-yard runs that we saw Nick Chubb do uh, in that playoff game. And one of the reasons why the Steelers didn't advance any further past the wild card game, it wasn't Big Ben. Sure, there was some turnovers, but the Steelers couldn't stop the run for the life of them. One of the top-ranked defensive units looked like a terrible defense in that game. And you can directly point to that guy for being the reason why they were not successful he just cannot play that high on your linebacker depth chart. He's fine if he's someone that doesn't have to play any defensive snaps because he's a great special teamer. He's quick. He can rush the passer if you need it. If you need him to do that. But really, I still wouldn't want to put him on the field on third and six because I feel like teams would be like, oh, Marsh is on the field. We can rip off a run for six yards, no problem, just by targeting the ball at him. He's got to be playing on situations where it's like third and 10, third and 12, third and 15. And genuinely, why would you want to take Alex Highsmith or TJ Watt off the field in those situations when they can just pin their ears back and try to get after the quarterback? If you understand what I'm saying, basically... If the Steelers don't add someone in that spot, I will be sick to my stomach. Uh, they absolutely need uh, to add someone at the outside linebacker spot. And there are some names uh, that are still available, like your Justin Houstons uh, and your Melvin Ingrams. Uh, it hasn't happened yet, so honestly, I feel like neither of those guys really are options. We saw the Steelers were quote-unquote aggressive uh, in trying to land Ryan Kerrigan, uh, who uh, Ryan 
uh, Schefter, Adam Schefter, that is, of ESPN, uh, reported after he signed with the Eagles. Honestly, from all the all the visits the Steelers have had this offseason, from your Carl Josephs to Ryan Kerrigan and most recently Malik Hooker, I'm kind of gathering the Steelers and to backtrack a little bit and considering the contracts those three guys went on to accept. I kind of have the feeling the Steelers are bringing a, a bunch of guys in and saying, hey, here, here's a one-year vet minimum deal for you. Take it or leave it. Uh, and then they get a little bit more money elsewhere and say, yeah, I'm not taking that vet minimum deal. I, I'm not sure there is that free agent edge rusher on the market right now that's going to take that. And really, I'm not sure if that player is going to come around. Um, the only way the Steelers are going to find value cash-wise is if they were to pull off a trade. And once again, I, I just don't see how likely that is. But if the Steelers roll into the 2021 season with the outside linebacker room the way it is, I think you're going to see a lot of success from the guys on top of the on top of the depth chart. But the second they need a rest, or God forbid there's an injury, the Steelers' defense is going to absolutely fly flop and really we saw it last year when they acquired Avery Williamson partway through the year the Steelers defense is very complex and it takes some time to, to try to figure out uh, all the intricacies of uh, their scheme it, it, it isn't easy and Avery Williamson he had some success in the run game he racked up tackles but he would look lost in coverage and that's something the Steelers expect from their outside linebackers as well so to say they're going to bring someone in and in week six, week seven, you know you're not going to get the best out of that player. And really, the way I see it, and it's been an excuse the Steelers have made for a number of years uh, when they acquired Joe Hayden and Vance McDonald in 2017 after uh, after the, the cuts period of the preseason and really the moves that they, they make year in and year out after uh, training camp, they always say something along the lines of, oh, it will be great to get that guy in for a full training camp uh, next year. Well, why not have a guy brought in before you even get to training camp? So that's not even an excuse. So the guy knows the playbook. It, say, it, God forbid, TJ Watt pulls a, pulls a hamstring and has to miss a month and be at four or five games. What are the Steelers going to do? Because if they're going to bring someone in, they might ride the pine for a couple weeks to try to learn the playbook. In that time, Marsh is probably going to get eaten alive. And then they might have to throw Roche out there. And once again, a six-round pick, they just don't play. There's a reason why they're a six-round pick. Sure, they can develop. But really, you look at the Steelers, what, last 10 draft classes and, and how many sixth and seventh-round picks don't even make the team to begin with. It, it happens quite frequently. I just don't like that the Steelers haven't added a guy uh, at all throughout this entire process yet. I feel like there's been opportunities like, heck, Ryan Kerrigan's deal, he only accounts for $1.4 million on the cap. And they, they spread more money out in the future, Philadelphia that is, uh, to make it all work. I feel like the Steelers could have offered that deal no problem. And all of a sudden, uh, the one of the biggest positions of weakness, uh, you add the best outside linebacker number three that the NFL saw in 2020. Uh, that's how good Kerrigan was for the Washington football team as their third edge rusher. 
sure they neglect to make that move. It, it wasn't an expensive one by any means. And once again, the Steelers were in on the guy. So if the Steelers aren't going to be making a play for an extra edge rusher, I, I'm I'm going to cringe uh, by the time we get to week one. I'll, I'll probably be sweating over it. Heck, I might even have a, an article come out over on BehindTheSteelCurtain.com. And uh, to put a bow on this podcast, why don't you go ahead and click over to BehindTheSteelCurtain.com. It should be your one-stop shop for all things Pittsburgh Steelers. Uh, you got your commentary. You got film rooms. You got all the podcast articles coming out from that website. And all the breaking news almost immediately as it happens. BehindTheSteelCurtain.com, your one-stop shop for all things Pittsburgh Steelers. So do yourself a favor. Click over to the website. Once again, thank you for tuning in to today's show. Once again, you listen to the live mic. My name is Michael Beck. We will see you guys in the next one. Talk to you soon. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry, we were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right, ChumbaCasino.com has over 100 casino style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary, forward, prohibited by law, 18 plus, terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry, we were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right, ChumbaCasino.com has over 100 casino style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary, forward, prohibited by law, 18 plus, terms and conditions apply. See website for details. It's time for today's Lucky Land Horoscope with Victoria Cash. Life's gotten mundane. So shake up the daily routine and be adventurous with a trip to Lucky Land. You know what they say, your chance to win starts with a spin. So go to LuckyLandSlots.com to play over 100 social casino-style games for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Get lucky today at LuckyLandSlots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.